Are you a natural goal setter? I am. Some would say my goal setting and corresponding spreadsheet creation and cadence of activities to hit said goal are, well, a little bit upset, obsessive. And uh, when I say some, I mean my husband. <laughs> so, I mean, examples of this. I ran a half marathon when I had literally never, ever run around the block. Exceed my business stretch goals in the past three years. Complete my family by adopting two preteens we'd never met. Um, speak over a hundred times, a hundred times plus in the last year. That was my goal. Check. You kind of get the picture here. But if I can be really honest with you, I, I wish I could say I did each one of these with ease, no fear or anxiety. That would be a lie. A few years ago, I actually started investing in myself as a leader and an entrepreneur and a business owner. And this really helped me embrace the fear and anxiety present in each one of those situations. I will admit, I tend to run a little anxious and nervous. Um, I'm kind of on that side of things, but I'm okay that that's a muscle I have to continue to flex. It helps me grow my business. It helps me grow in a lot of areas of my life. I've learned that actually that fear and anxiousness, um, they're needed to reach my goals. And it's, this is a a simple kind of reframe that I've worked on. And it's a, you know, I'll give a shout out to um, the author, Judy Holler, who has so much amazing energy. If you haven't checked her out, it's just, she said it like this. She says, do you have a goal? Okay. So let's think about that goal. Now, those are your boundaries, right? It automatically sets your boundaries when you have a goal. And then those boundaries actually direct your time. So when I allow it to actually be that simple, then I know what to say yes to. I know what to say no to. And then I know what I need to stop doing and what I need to start doing. And it works every time. Now, that's why I teach it in my methodology too. You see, I talk to so many nonprofit CEOs who are doing awesome work. They're running exceptional organizations, but they share with me that it's actually really hard to reach their goals. You know, examples, things like we want to scale 25% every year for the next five years. That's a current client. Um, We want to double the number of families we're serving. We want to replicate our model across the country. And frankly, we want to have enough money to actually do what's in our strategic plan. Now, these are absolutely awesome goals, but when 91% of nonprofits in America have never reached $5 million in annual revenue, that's a problem, right? Because what does it take to reach one of these, each one of these goals that I've listed? It takes money, right? Like it absolutely takes money and not just money. It takes unrestricted dollars, lots of unrestricted dollars that allow you to not only invest in the programs, but also the overhead that you've got to invest in to to really grow and scale. So jot out these three steps that you need to take and um, kind of think through them for yourself and your organization. Step one, set the goal, right? You probably already have this. Step two, determine what you need to stop doing. Those are your boundaries. Step three, start directing and aligning your time according to these boundaries. So here's an example. 
So this is how I use it in my methodology. So let's use that one that I hear all the time, which is uh, we actually need to secure the, uh, enough money each year to do what's in our strategic plan. Maybe you have a new strategic plan and you're like, it's going to require more money. What do we do? Well, here's the stop. So stop doing the things that are actually keeping investment level, investment level donors from giving to you so that you can start spending more of your fundraising time on the things that attract larger donors. Stop budgeting, budgeting and planning in a way that actually sabotages your revenue growth and frankly keeps you from growing. Start teaching your team how to align their time to a true overall financing plan that actually propels your, your revenue growth and is a huge part of it. Stop spending time on siloed activities that actually lead to restricted and transactional revenue. Start aligning every hour you spend on high ROI activities that actually help you secure 50 to 75% of your funding from 30 donors. Now, if that sounds too good to be true, I promise you it's not. Every single day, I see nonprofit CEOs make this shift. It's so fun to watch. I see them break free from all the traditional fundraising models and activities that have held them back for decades and really learn what to be doing instead. And I don't need to tell you that there's never been a more important time to equip your team with the skills and tools to make this shift. And now they're probably rock stars. They're, you know, at, at grant submittals or planning events when we used to plan events and digital appeals and all those things, but only focusing there or, or having the majority of your time focused there will actually cause your funding to plateau. You know, after all, when the entire sector is actually telling them those are the right things to spend their time on, you know, they're probably going to need somebody to help guide them through this shift, help them see what the path is. So I'm going to be really direct here. I really sell on these videos, but I'm booked through the end of August. It's, it's a good problem, right? My clients who are ready for change, and are, have been really committed to doing the work, they're getting huge results. And um, my final round of 2021 clients is gonna start in September and we'll go through year end with, with those that group of people, which, which will be fun. So I wanna challenge you to not waste what 2020 taught us. You cannot continue to run your organization on old models and restrictive fundraising activities. So if you've been following me for a while but haven't reached out to talk, I do hope you'll consider maybe taking some action today. So I teach my core methodology that you know if you've been following along for a while. I teach it in three ways. First, I teach it to nonprofit leaders who are under that $2 million mark who are raising funds, but they need more. They need larger unrestricted donations from individuals, but are kind of not totally sure what to do next. And so I've linked here a case study of my student, Trey, who is a rock star, whose organization was in the red for four years, but they're back in the black now and uh, actually grew by 43%. And no, they're not frontline uh, following my program. So they're back in the black. Uh, second way is I teach it to nonprofit CEOs of, of little larger organizations, mid and large size organizations over that $2 million mark 
and their teams who those leaders are, are wondering, like, are we leaving unrestricted money on the table? Are we doing the right things? If you're kind of wondering, or maybe you know that you need to break free from a lot of those traditional fundraising silos and models and activities because they're not securing the unrestricted revenue you need to invest back in your overhead. I've linked you here to a case study of how, of how Sarah's team did it, and she's uh, she's killing it. She's on the East Coast, and um, they've never brought in this amount of charitable giving uh, for their organization, and they're scaling and growing um, because she learned and has learned my methodology and has implemented it to a T. And then the third way I teach it is to leaders of national organizations or large organizations who, who have teams of fundraisers that they they know they need to level up. They need to invest in that overall capacity building, teaching their regional leaders, their team leaders, really those strategic relationship-based fundraising skills that attract larger unrestricted gifts from investment level donors. Um, and I teach that in a, in a, in a group group and one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching scenario. It's all custom training. And I do usually three to four of those a year. So if any of this email has, uh, has resonated with you, you can shoot me an email, hit reply if you still have the email while you're listening to this. And um, we can find a, a time to chat. Have a great day.